Welcome to the Red Pill Training Podcast, brought to you by James Jowsey Training, 3D Physiotherapy, and the Mansfield Sports Institute. Gemma, James, and Phil, delivering topical podcasts on fitness, nutrition, health, lifestyle, training, and sports. Hi, team. Hi, Gemma. What's up, G? J. G. J. J. You don't know how to spell it. Gemma and Gemma today. Gemma. <laughs> You're looking great, mate. Thanks. I can tell that this is a, a good look, I'm sure. I'm glad this is a podcast as opposed to a video. I've always said we're good at the podcasts. Faces, yeah. faces for radio. For that, for that reason entirely. So. Voices for sleep. <laughs> it is sleep therapy. <laughs> the Red Pill yeah. Training Sleep Therapy Series. If we're doing in Tom Ramesh, at least we can go to sleep. So yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. good. Minutes in. On that point of speaking rubbish, it's quite quite good, isn't it, to have a job speaking rubbish and still have everybody winning? <laughs> really? <laughs> Doing all right, mate. More well, W's and L's. Talking about W's and L's. Yeah. Podcast coming up on winning and losing, isn't it? Apparently. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. On the way. And this one? And this one? Are we going to keep it a secret for the rest of the Yeah, I think so. Are going to tell them what we're going to yeah. be talking about? about the subject <laughs> and talking about the subject. Back. So, today we're going to talk about the fitness industry. Fab. Yeah. Well, your words, fabs. Oh, I'm sorry. Are they fabs? Or are they... Which are the fabs? Yeah, which are the fabs? So, the the training, the, the classes that people go to, the high intensity training classes, the Pilates, the Zumba, the all the under the sun. The Zumba class recently. I imagine that went very well. How was it? I did a lot of lunges. Okay. Is that the, the staple move in Zumba? <laughs> well, lunges are yeah. relative in distance. Yeah. I put Bruce Springsteen glory days on. Okay. And um, couldn't figure out the music system in there, so... Along to it. So I put that on repeat <laughs> pretty much and then did the uh, lunges to Bruce Springsteen for an hour. So, yeah. Or the like to see these under skills, mate. Oh, mate, you should have seen me. Well, you should have seen me. It's, it's, my, it's my mobility that. that they've torn up a few dance floors, haven't they? Oh, that's not great. Yeah. Yeah, it's my mobility that does it for me. So, so. thanks. No, you you started yeah, yeah. haven't you now? Look, yes. look at this getting ahead of everybody. Um, so are they? Are they fans? Classes in general. Yeah. What, what what do you think? What are your, your thoughts? Oh, well, if we so if we're choosing fad or fab, I'm going yeah. with fab. Fab, but yeah, with a B. With a B. Excellent. Fab for I like group fitness. Okay, good. Fab fitness. What do you think? I think people are doing exercise, so that's a good thing. It's always a good thing. So we can't complain about that. Getting people moving isn't a bad thing, so we shouldn't be slamming that. I think it's just frustration is the cycle of it. It's the, it's got to, it's the advertising of it. Is the that everyone then does the same thing for a period and then it moves on. Yeah, there's a trend, isn't there? And that's yeah. the thing that we, I guess we're talking about more. We 
we, we see these trends that come around in, in, in circles, don't we? So, and they travel as well, don't they? They travel sort of through through the countries. I'm sure they do. I'm sure I see them sort of all over the shop. And they, they like you say, come around in full circle. And it, is it the ones that stick that are the ones that we should stick with? or? Definitely. I mean, this is these guys. I mean, participate. Talking about particip participation sports. Easy for you to say. Yeah, it is what it was. Um, it's up there with running and football and, and everything else like that. It gets people in. It gets people moving. It gets them active. It gets otherwise sedentary people up and going. It, it, you know, it's, it might not be the, the best researched or the best yeah. uh, produced in the world in terms of where we would like to. We were in a fortunate position where we only work one to one and we've got all the time in the world to work with people. But here you're effectively having the opportunity to alter 30 people's lives many times a week, I think is I think it's fantastic. Uh, and as you say, as Jousey says, you know, uh, uh, a fitness concept that stands the test of time is usually one that's a good one or has usually got found some success. Yeah, I think it's fitness with purpose, isn't it? Like, you want to be a runner, so you keep running. Like, running will always be there. Lifting weights will always be there in some form. It's just this in-between. How are we lifting the weights? Is it, oh yeah, it's in a circuit format, it's in a high intensity interval training format, it's in this format. And as like I say, it's, there's nothing bad. It's good that people are moving, but I think it's, the frustration is the, the, the advertising around it, the wording that's used and the, the science that's applied and then people are let down this garden path there. Oh, hang on a minute, I do high intensity interval training and I burn this amount of calories in a very short space of time and it's elevated like throughout the day. And this is the best way of doing this and this, and this is, is the only way that you should do this and this burns this amount of, yeah. Yeah, that's the annoyance. I mean, that is the fitness industry. I mean, you know, if you, this is harshly said, but you know, if you're, you don't get into the fitness industry because you're, the brains of Britain, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not flooded with intelligent people in the fitness industry. We're, we're flooded with motivational, um, people, we're flooded with people who are good at communicating. We're flooded that we're not we're not flooded with academics. You know, yeah. you don't get into the fitness industry want to be an academic, and that's seen by the absolute blatant lack of research behind pretty much everything we do in the in the, in the fitness industry. Um, you know, and and, and so, no, we're, we're, you know, we're, there's a different purpose there. You know, yeah. fitness uh, fitness serves. Fitness serves a different purpose than, than academia or the medical world, and, and unfortunately, fitness sometimes tries to be too too medical based, uh, and then that's where it falls down because we, we don't have the substance to back up the claims. Um, and, and I think that that's where where from, in my world I think where I would like to lose some of the pretense in the fitness industry. I like to lose some of the pretense and just actually stand up and be proud of what they're good at. They're good at getting people up, getting them moving, getting them going. Um, and, and and that's what what the strength of the fitness industry is. There's some research in that intensity training and workouts, isn't there, to do with cardiovascular um, improvement and overall improvement. I think there's a study that looked at a reasonable study size. I think they looked at sort of between 80 and 90 participants um, over a period of three and then six month intervals. Um, and they compared them with a control study. And they did high intensity workouts five times a week and they only had to do something like I think it was 13 minutes of exercise 30 seconds on and 30 seconds off 
um, compared to somebody that had to do 30 minutes of exercise four times a week or something like that. Um, and there was a marked improvement in their, again, I can't quite remember the outcome measure, but there was a marked improvement in their cardiovascular output. So there, I mean, there is some sort of improvement. There's some research behind, behind certain things, but what they're claiming to be the, the best in, yeah, exactly. like the only way to train exactly. is this. I mean, I'm not saying they are claiming that, but I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, the way that it's perhaps hyped up is, is maybe not. But I think it's more the the empirical to, uh, to anecdotal way around of doing it in, in respect that you go from, you know, in, in the medical profession and physiotherapy profession, you don't do a, a treatment method that hasn't been proven first. You, no. can, you know, yeah. you go through the, the okay. due diligence of this yeah. is my idea, could this work, testing procedure, introductory, does it work, some of the data, okay, it might work, let's do some follow-up studies, okay, let's introduce it, and now let's get it out and yeah. get it going. Yeah. This is more like, I like training with a high heart rate, it feels good, it burns, I think we can sell something here, let's go online and find some papers that back that up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, and and, then and that's sell that. how yeah. the fitness industry, yeah. industry works. I mean, it's just as much evidence to state that going for a long, yeah. steady-state cardiovascular training, not that I'm saying one's better than the other. No. Would give just as much benefit, and and so, so selling something as the best or the worst. I, for me, I just feel like the, the fitness industry just we, we just need to accept who we are, you know, and just accept our own status in, in, within the industry and say, look, look, we're we're not scientists. Um, you know, one of the classic sayings of of a good friend of mine is, is you know, the failed scientists end up in the fitness industry because there you can prove anything. You know, and and we can pretty much we can pretty much. Yeah, but I mean that's it, and that, and that's why it, you know the frustrating the argument and the frustrating argument of what's the right way to train or wrong way to train. The honest truth is no one's got the first idea. No, uh, and it changes, doesn't it? I mean, you look back and see what we've done. Like Joe said, fifteen, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, and it is completely it's completely changed and then it, it sort of changes again but then the underlying thing like there's there's always been runners there's always been weightlifters there's always been swimmers there's always been I think there's I think there's a big lot of fitness with purpose haven't they yeah like, there's a goal there, as there's well. a goal yeah, like they want to be able to run far the, the weightlifter wants to he the only thing that matters to him is weight whereas it's that those people in the middle that you yeah. know they need to do some activity they've been and advised they've got to do some exercise yeah and then they're just going and been kind of led or pushed around like sheep as like, yeah. well, you need to go that way. No, no, you need to do it like this. You need to do it like this. Um, I think also to say, I mean, we've been we've been guilty of it before, and we, we we're working hard not to do it. But I think there's also a, a, an element of the individual so so called. I mean, you all know my feeling on experts, and when you are entitled to call yourself an expert, but the so called experts within our within our fitness industry and how they're. And the messages they're giving out across across sport and fitness mm-hmm. in general, and how they're and how they're getting their messages across, ultimately, well, that wouldn't stand up in any other in any other sort of professional workplace, uh, whether it be medical, whether it be law, whether it be um, you know the, the legislation and the restrictions on how to set a house, for example, just to how, how you yeah. need to go through all the paperwork there. We got the only industry in the world where you are actually you have an open mic. You are actually just allowed to get up and say, rub his face with a razor and he'll get better. And everyone goes, okay, so let's do that. Yeah, well, the, there's a, there's professional bodies within the fitness industry, and there's about I think there's about two or three different professional bodies that you can assign to as a fitness professional to. 
become accredited to be accepted by the public. But the thing is, the public don't know about these bodies and the courses that are within these bodies. Like I've been on them or seen, seen the list and things like that. And you're looking at them going, the content has to be driven a certain way and is only approved by them based off it being an all boys club. I remember looking years ago into Olympic weightlifting qualifications and the official British Weightlifting Association's course wasn't accredited by these registers. It is now, thankfully, but back then you had John Smith who had a two-day workshop on Olympic weightlifting and his was accredited. It's like, well, how is somebody who is the national body of that actual sport running the course not accepted well, and this and that and that's the that is the um, like almost the, well, the no, power of the was, system itself as well but yeah but also to a certain extent is that the the governing body is in, is there to assure that curriculum is written and standards are upheld and if they're not submitting the right standards and their courses aren't meeting or curriculum isn't meeting the criteria of a level two then they'll never get the accreditation so i think that works both ways I think there was a lot of companies back then were just like, well, we don't have a syllabus, we don't have a curriculum, it's just an old weightlifter who goes in and teaches. They're not anymore, but they were. 15 years ago, it was just a guy who used to be the most, would go in, he would teach the course, and they refused to have a curriculum, a syllabus, an exam, a process, and so they didn't get on the register. And it was just, there was just as much one way as the other way in that. Um, and the problem with. No, I was just thinking that how do people know? People that go to the gym or the people that are looking to approach a an exercise class or a weightlifting class, how do they know anything about this? It's only because we're in the industry that we have got an idea about this. People look at if they're looking to get into some sort of fitness, they will just search engine it or look yeah. at the media, and media is the main driver for what people see or what people will will sort of look towards and I think that's part of the problem as well isn't it I mean newspapers are the first to pick up on one article one small bit of research blow it up and then as a someone that works in the NHS I'm the first person to receive this bit of article cut out and put in front of me and said this is a new exercise regime or a new exercise yeah. class I've got to go to it's going to cure my back pain or, or whatever it might be so there's a whole as well as the fitness industry there's a whole host of the other publicity side of things that I think makes the thing, it difficult. The thing is with that is, is if it was some kind of uh, skin disease treatment or disease treatment, you'd have to go to the doctor and the doctor would have to prescribe it. So you'd go and say, hey, I've just read about this online. And the doctor would say, yeah, all right, but you're not getting it. <laughs> because that's they nothing do the to same do with thing with GPs. They and bring they it do. out there, they do. But, but the problem with the fitness industry is they see, um, I don't know, whoever it is doing this exercise mm-hmm. and then they just go and replicate it straight yeah, away and that's, where, and yeah. that's where the danger comes from. I think the balance between uh, between between research and just doing it is, is very, very finite. And I think the problem is, is, is it's got the individual because there is no regulation within the fitness industry. I mean, I hope, you know, I, you know, I can't call myself a physiotherapist or a psychologist or a doctor before I've got the relevant qualifications, mm-hmm. but you can get a personal trainer education or, or something yeah. else quite cheaply these days without a lot of a lot of learning and, and while they're doing great jobs a lot of them a lot of them are also causing trouble by just trying to sell a concept or trying to sell a system so i think there's a there's a responsibility on the person and also us as professionals to call out the people who are who are potentially giving out the misinformation and, and try and, and try and get a balance back i mean 
I'm just going to go on to the nutrition industry slightly, which is, well, part of the fitness industry. And it, yes, uh, anyway, but I saw a video of a guy who was promoting veganism. Like, there's nothing, I'm not, I've not got a problem with veganism or anything like that, but the way that this guy was promoting veganism, like he, he originally talked about the structure of the human human jaw, like how it chews food relative to other animals versus canines who have like just a straight up opening jaw type of teeth. And it's like, he's like, yeah, okay, this all makes sense. Length of the intestines, evolution, all this stuff showing that we are, we are vegan. But then he finishes off his conversation and says, prove to me not that if you were really a damnant that were, were supposed to eat meat, then here's my two tests that you need to prove. And these, these were the, the two tests. Go outside and catch a squirrel with your mouth. You're not allowed to use anything else. You've got to catch it with your mouth. Um, and then you've got to eat it without using your hands, all the parts, everything like that, brains, organs, bone, down to the bone. Um, that's your first test if you can do that then we're meant to be meat eaters and his second test was put a toddler in a room with an apple and a bunny rabbit and if it uh, if it eats the bunny rabbit and plays with the apple then we're we're meant to be um, we're meant to be meat eaters and it's like he started with some evolutionary science and relative to other animals which okay we can argue well they're animals so we're humans so do we still really need to compare that I mean, go into that all in. but it is just ideas and concepts based off based off based off, a, th- off a few things he's got a platform to he's got a platform to deliver that unfortunately and that is the uh, the problem with with where we're working uh, and what we're doing within fitness as, a, as an industry as a whole is that exactly that is he's given a platform and then he's given he's got a following based on uh, fake science or or irrelevant science, um, and and it's 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 relevant in a treatment method 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 methodology. methodology. I mean, if you're looking at taping and strapping, if you're looking at, I mean, I mean, I I, I like massage. I use massage, but massage still isn't sort of necessarily proven. Um, we're looking at foam rolling. We're looking at Swiss balls. We're looking at what's the new thing with it, rubbing these. Oh, it's scraping them. Yeah, things. All of these are fads, fractions. They're just you just. What are they? You know, they're they're distractions. They're, they're varieties they're, to stuff, though, aren't they? They, they are varieties. And they, there is a. Yes. I, I know. I can absolutely see your points, and and perhaps they are fads. And in, in the the ones that you just listed, I I do agree. But things like the the sort of exercise the different types of exercises i think there's there is a place for for them because I don't, yeah which i think you're saying there's yeah, a place yeah. for all of it yeah. i think the problem is is like those techniques there's probably a place for some of the techniques if we yeah yeah there is there but i think what we see is those practice well be it practitioners in the therapy world or fitness professionals they don't apply they just jump around the fads so they're the one that's like Five years ago, they're talking about this type of exercise. Now it's this type of exercise rather than going, okay, why are you in front of me? And what fitness gains do you want to get? What's your what's your goal of your fitness? And therefore, here is how you train that, that fitness process. And likewise with therapists, okay, what's the problem? Okay, well, I actually think I'm going to use massage and acupuncture yeah. and some exercise therapy. Whereas rather than just going, all right, everyone that comes in gets rubbed with a toothpick. Um, 
and and that and that's what I do with everybody for the next year until somebody brings out a taping course until somebody brings out this and that's that's the problem with any like yeah that that seems to be going on in the therapy fitness like people right. that when it's the actual professional that's jumping around the the fads is a big big kind of issue because they're the ones that's supposed to be the person in have the uh, underlying the, the, the response the, the responsibility for people's health and fitness and they're the one that actually just jumps around from fad to fad and fashion to fashion for a surgeon to use a new implement a new piece of equipment or implement a new piece of equipment into his surgical procedure he'd need to go through years and years and years of due diligence process yeah. and need to prove it you know, and it, and it should be, yeah. Yeah, it should. And it, it is, yeah. And it should be the same. It should be the same for us. Now, now, luckily enough, a lot of these fans, they don't actually do anything at all anyway. So they don't, they, they can't do any good, they can't do any harm, <laughs> you know. Uh, and that's, and that's, they're just time wasting or they're just pretty much wasting people's money. Uh, I guess the other sort of side of the argument or the, the debate is that these people that are, training people have also got to stay current so they've got to stay on top of these fashions as well yeah. in order to sell themselves because they're trying to run a business they're trying to um, promote sort of themselves as trainers as therapists whatever it is and if they see that people are buying into it because that is the, the nature of the business and, and perhaps unfortunately they'll just be pushed back and if they, that is the nature of their business they don't have necessarily I don't know what well, I think I, I completely agree with you, and that is the that is the the battle is you're trying to be a good therapist by yeah. only using protocols or things that have been sort of proven ex- or yeah. accepted more, yeah, accepted, proven, and so on and so on. And yet, the the guy in the clinic next door to you is selling fads uh, and so on and so on, which are sort of unsubstantiated, unproven, and and yet he's he's the one bringing in the money because he's doing that. I mean, the problem is he's not getting they they, they don't get the results yeah. from it. But but the thing is, is they just you know you're not necessarily buying the result. You're buying the treatment, aren't you? No. Um, and often it's the short term benefits or yeah. the like we talked about before treating symptoms as opposed to causes of problems, and then ultimately you want to get to the bottom of that. Anyway, I, think, don't you? I think I'd go back to saying those as, as I have said I think I'd go back to saying it's, it's the responsibility of the seminar holders and the industry leaders and the people who are standing up taking these courses to to have more of a have more of a um, responsibility in what they're saying and what they're doing to people I mean a lot of the 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 sort of magic shows that, that are going on in these seminars they are two days of unsubstantiated techniques which which end up causing um causing these these sort of imbalances within within the industry rather than a, a sort of it doesn't even necessarily have to be proven to the point where it's where it's gone through sort of uh, university or, or published articles or journal articles but it does need to go through a period of it, it, at least anecdotal evidence um through clients and community report that i'm using this on 35, 40 of my clients have initially these have been my own findings and to a certain point just even if it's just what I've experienced myself as a coach yeah. is, is, is fine but 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 yeah yeah I would agree with that but I, yeah I would agree with that but I imagine that they yeah, people would I'm, I'm trying to play the yeah. other side of things but yeah, I imagine that they would say that, that is the case 
they do see that. I mean, I don't think anyone really goes... I, I imagine there's very few and far between that go in trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. I think most people try and do the best for poor people, don't they? Well, I mean, the thing is, is how people interpret the data as well. Yeah. Like we've seen that when we've read the full study and it's just actually people of the way they interpret yeah, like that the one piece of data and they, yeah. they take what, yeah. they wanna, they want, what they want to take from the, from the, um, from that type of exercise. I mean, one classical example of that is the sort of total misreading of uh, velocity um, and, and angular torques with base within papers. A lot of the sort of squatting papers or the powerlifting world are looking at um, particular papers based around angular velocity of the femur around the hip. And when you look read into the papers, you know, torque measurement of a hip, they're not, they can't even quite figure out where to place the center point. So the, there's a whole, I've got a whole book on placement of, of measurement within the hip and where's best to place it. And the variance of a millimeter placing the torque readings gives on the readings. And an article has been written on that, which is published. And the conclusion of the article is, we need to do a lot more work here. Some of the suggestions in there have led to an online article with, which is, has no reference base to it, has just, at least the person who's put the article is very prominent, very well known, very well known in strength training, and that has led to people then quoting him on angular velocity during squatting and using it to pretty much make people look bad. Make, well, not so much look bad, but they're coaching squat and clean and snatch and, and everything technique based on what they're quoted as angular velocity. And when you trace the research back, when you trace the references back, it ends up in paper where the paper concludes with, we're not really sure we where to place the talk measurement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the problem with coaching though, isn't it? Like coaches that are insecure enough to use language that people don't understand. Yes. Like that's a big problem. It's like a coach that's just talking all these big words and they're like, you can see people are just like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you're trying to make yourself look intelligent, Give yourself, ego, ego, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give yourself an ego. Attached to the. Give yourself an ego stroke, like, and, and that that's a problem as a coach. Like, no one needs to know that. Just tell them yeah. where they need to. Like, oh, it's football. I want you to pass the ball over there. Yeah, and, like, and, and I suppose that, that then we have that issue. We have exactly you have that, but that's what we're good at. Or what sports coaches are good at. They're good at you know the the, the Premier League football coaches aren't. Chapter, uh, quoting chapter and verse they have medical teams they have other things around them they're coaching football that's what they're good at and fitness coaches should be good at coaching fitness and should be teaching fitness um, not necessarily having massive opinions about angular velocities or uh, torque measurements everything else like that when, when quite honestly you can hear in their language we don't need to do a lot of reading by hearing in their language that they don't quite really even understand what they're talking about Oh, they don't know what talk is. People think that talk is like muscle contraction. Yeah. They're creating talk by creating a muscle contraction. Yeah. It's like, what are you... Oh, anyway. <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm ready, men. Ready, men. Red Pill Training are pleased to announce three extra dates of the Your Body, Your Athlete seminar, where James Jowsey and Phil Mansfield will guide you through the unique assessment biomechanical assessment procedure designed by themselves used with their elite athletes. The 14th and 15th of April will be in the CrossFit Cardiff. 23rd and 24th of June will be Whatever It Takes Fitness London. 
The 27th and 28th of October will be CrossFit Nuremberg, Germany. For more information, see redpilltraining.com and we look forward to seeing you there. So I, th- I think that's, uh, I think that's uh, a very valid, very relevant, a very valid point that we do take sort of cherry pick. I mean, I've been, we've all been guilty of ourselves sort of cherry pick the part of the article, even though that entire article proves pretty much everything you think wrong. But in one sentence <laughs> of the article, you find a classic reference which you you and you, you use your you dissertation. Need, you, yeah, exactly. You need it. And you sort <laughs> of take that out, um, and I think that's fine when you're handed in a, a sort of university paper. But in, in terms of actually then affecting an industry just to back up a theory or an opinion and linking linking certain exercises, for example, linking certain exercises to different systems or, you know, having a sort of a concept that, I don't know, uh, a bicep curl would be would be initiating one nervous system and then a squat would be initiating another nervous system is so ridiculous <laughs> that it's that it's that is that is it's outrageous that it's even allowed in any other industry. He would or people like that would just be jumped on and said, "Hey, wind your neck in, son." You know, <laughs> like you know, let's go back to let's go back to talking about what we actually know here yeah, and what, what we can what we can prove. Um, and it's allowed in it's allowed in the fitness industry, unfortunately. Yeah, the joys of the uh, car salesman of the fitness industry. Precisely, precisely. Honest, John. <laughs> So quickly, quick fire answer, guys. Fad or fab? You're only allowed to answer fad or fab. No, no explanation. Oh. Foam roller, Jersey. Fab. Fad. A long-standing one. Proving test the time. Electro uh, impulse machines. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fad. Fab. You like them? Yeah, but I've got my reasons. We're gonna go back to that okay. in a minute. Right, okay. okay. Um, Swiss balls. Oh, fad. Uh, yeah, I'll stick with fad. Um, CrossFit. Fab. Fab. Um, hip training. Fab. Fab. Zumba. Fab. Oh, fab. I need to take one. Gets people moving. <laughs> like anything that gets people moving is is good. Taping. Fad. Fab. I'm sticking with it. You're you're on fab yeah. for taping. Yeah, we'll we'll do this. <laughs> Next week's podcast is on taping. <laughs> Voodoo floss. Fad. Fad. Veganism. Fab. Fab. High fat, low carb. Sure, it's fab for somebody. Fad. Graston. Fad. Bad. Mental coaching. Depends who you buy. <laughs> <laughs> Guy that did a weekend course, fad. But should be something that should be spent more time on. Fad. If it's red pill. 
Here we're talking about what should be fads versus prop. <laughs> what actually is a fad as well. Because mm. for a rolling, yeah, should be a fad, however it's been here a while. Mm. Seems so. Iron training is a fad in the terms of the industry, but it's a good thing. Yeah. But it's just not for anybody. That's the, that's the problem. So we have decided on the fads and the fabs. Thanks for that, team. Thanks, Jazz. Pleasure. Thanks, Bill. Very, very much a pleasure. Very much a pleasure. Now we just need to go and invent a fad of our own. A fab of our own. A fad. Red Pill Training are pleased to announce our new seminar, Your Program, Your Mind. After huge success in the Your Body, Your Athlete seminar, this is the next step down the rabbit hole with us. Looking at how to design effective programs and look at the psychology of your client or athlete and how to get the best out of them.